0: Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Welcome to episode 53 of Running Matters. My name's Matt North. I'm joined by my co-host Paul Hadfield. How are you, mate?
2: Mate, I'm well. I'm well. Nice little long run this morning, getting six foot ready.
1: Yep, some nice hills there. Our special guest today is Jeff Hunt. Thanks for giving up your
3: time, Jeff. No problem. It's good to be here. Been falling off your bike. Yep. Been busted up. Yep, and been told by my daughter that I uh, before I need to go back out that I need to get training wheels. (laughs) (laughs) She's six. (laughs) <laughs> so, she's a chip off the old block with uh, the insults, so uh, I'll give her that. Very good. Um,
1: before we get into it, we'd like to thank our partners, uh, Ranulla, Sydney Brewery, Goo Energy, Guy Me Allied Health, Fractal Running Caps. Um, you guys are having a beer, we're having the Glamorama. Uh, Glamorama, it's, a
2: it's
3: yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. nice yeah. beer, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's my first taste of it and yeah. it's actually quite nice, um, you yeah, know, like I said, yeah, you know, just before we started, I've been looking for some local brewery type stuff and you know, trying to keep it inside Australia and um yeah, this is a good one actually. Um Sydney one, is inside
2: Australia. Yep. Perfect. Yep.
3: Fix the bill. Fix the box. <laughs> I've got
2: one more partner to chat about quickly yeah. before we move on. Yeah, definitely. I'm sporting the T8 Sherpa shorts and T8 Commando undies that they've sent down to us to have a try out. I was wondering why you're doing the interview in your undies. Mate, it's the first time I've worn undies for a while. They're amazing. (laughs) Commando (laughs) undies. Commando undies. (laughs) They almost feel like you're going Commando. Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, so thank you for T8. I think they're a Hong Kong mob, actually.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, So we'll give them a crack out on the run. The Sherpa shorts have got a bunch of pockets, so I reckon they'd be good for six foot track. Yep. Yeah, hold a couple of bottles in there and... um, might not need the belt anymore, potentially. Stuff your goose in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We'll give it a go. Good. Anyway, Can I'll let you know how the undies go. Good. Can you put your clothes back on now? <laughs> we'll get a photo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe you know uh, Jimmy Carroll through Cartel Racing Cycling Club. Is yeah. that correct?
3: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't... Um, it's funny, we were... Uh, so I met him, um, I think, virtually... I think I met him on uh, by Strava when he had a bit of a, um, I'm going to call it a whinge, that I'd arrived down here in um, in the Shire because, you know, I think a couple of CRs of mm. his disappeared and he was complaining about him a little bit. So you knocked him off his uh, perch. Yeah, I said, oh, I'm not in that much of a tip-top shape, so, uh, you, you know, your CR should hang around for a little bit, but yeah, so um, met him um, that way and, um, yeah, then when I... Um, probably a bit more formally once I um, joined Salo, uh, Cycling club and um, and then um, yeah ended up jumping in for the yeah, the cartel smash fest so tell us a bit, b- bit
1: more about the cartel where, where are they based and how many people are in their group
3: well me asking asking me that question um, being the newbie to the group and not entirely sure how many I know that I've got um, uh, and where they're sort of all based around the around the Shire area, I think there's a few that sort of float uh, in and out of the area. Um, we meet, um, you know, down on Tarun Point Road a couple of times a week. They have a couple of different beach rides as well. Um, it's not limited to you know the cartel group members. You know, people come in and have a bit of a bit of a spin um, when we get out there on our Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I've think I've been at the long end of a train in about 18th position and we're just hammering along. Um, the part that, you know, we've got a bit of a, you know, what type of group chat that, that we have going and, um, you know, I'm putting my feelers out there. I'm being a little bit tentative in terms of what I put in that conversation because, you know, I was trying to feel out how their, uh, what their sense of humour was like and if they were similar to mine. It turned out. We got a lot of dark humour, yeah. which is right up my alley, yeah. and um, they just love to have a laugh at anything. And, and you know, it's funny. It, it, it's very um, a relaxed but competitive at the same point, and um, yeah, so it's so a great group of guys to hang around with. So yeah.
1: I've heard it's uh, full of injured and retired runners. <laughs>
3: <there>. <laughs> uh, Hey, if we go and look at a lot of the, um, the guys I used to run with, um, the, a lot of them have jumped on the bikes in yeah. general around the country. It's like, um, I think I saw something, uh, uh, someone put a, a comment on a photo somewhere uh, about cycling where, um, where runners go when their hamstrings give up. So, <laughs> um, you know, I don't think I ever really had any hamstrings. Um, I'm not exactly known for my fast switch fibers. I think I've won one race in, like in the 15 or 16 years that I, that I ran in a kick finish. Um, no. so I normally try to run the legs off people. Yeah. Um but um yeah, the, the um I'm getting to know the background of the guys and I know that yeah, there's a few in there that, that, that have run and, and dabbled in running. Um to what extent? yeah, you know, we have a revisit in probably six or twelve months, we'll probably find out. Um <laughs> one interesting person I did meet um was um when I was running riding with solo Uh I you know, first ride out I went with the hard grips at six thirty in the morning on the weekend and um I was there, and it was. Um, I saw a guy. Well, I was riding alongside him, and I said, "Oh yeah, I come from running, blah blah blah." And I'm Jeff, and he goes, oh, "I'm Trent." And you know, we're just riding along, we're just talking, and, but we're talking really vague, really vague about our, you know, the running that we did, not much. Then about a couple of weeks later, I, I reckon, I reckon I know. I don't reckon Trent is like this no, you know, this person that just sort of just ran. And I we went up to, you know, when we turned up, when I finally came back from, you know, my first crash, um, I said, hey, Trent, is your last name Wood? And he goes, <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, I know who you are. And he goes, what's your last name? And went, Hunt. And he goes, oh, I know who you are. Whole conversation changed after that. We then, of course, talked very constructively about our <clears throat> Athletics Federation, and, um, yeah, and, and yeah, so that was an interesting way of finding out because, yeah, people play cards closer to their chest and, yeah, um, yeah so the, the whole dynamic changed a little bit. So that's one person I know that, you Talk know... Talk about back in the day. Yeah, well, oh, my, my older brother, um, Daniel Emerton, um, he used to race um, only a little bit of an overlap with um, Trent because my brother was more of an 8 and 15 guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he ran right and he, yeah, so that was way back in the day because my brother gave it away. Early. Yeah, very early. Didn't have the temperament. And he stopped asking me um, how fast my PBs were once I uh, hit his. You uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, you're you're relatively new to cycling from running. Does your wife still respect you now that you go out and train in Lycra?
3: <laughs> well, I always have one Lycra. Not as much as um, they are now in the marathon running, which they found the benefits of wearing Lycra. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she originally... Her, so she started riding mm, 10 years ago. And she was riding with Albion Cycles up in the eastern suburbs. And those guys wanted to get me on the bike, mm. mainly because of, well, my running background. And they just wanted to get me out and then just say, hey, this is how different it is on the bike. Yeah, and yeah, they were yeah. going to try and kill me. Um, but yeah, so she's, uh, she, she was actually the one who, and again, th- th- this is how random this, um, this world is. My daughter actually crashed her bike. Uh, Anzac Day, and so we're going down and went down the frasers and mm. to get a new helmet for her And while we're in there, Heidi goes, "Why don't you get a bike?" And I'm like, "Okay." Actively encouraged you. Bigot, oh, yep. Nice. Actively encouraged me. Well, mainly because I wasn't putting in as much of the running anymore. Mm-hmm. The commitment wasn't there for it. I wanted to still be fit, but I wanted something else and a little bit challenging. And and I'd already always, over the last five years, I've expressed a bit of an interest, but never wanted to take the plunge. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit of a tight ass. Um, And um, I go very functional now. I used to throw money away when I was in my 20s when I didn't have the money. And now, you know, when I'm going to write, uh, I'm sort of like the analytical (laughs) bit, the 6 months research I did for a set of, uh, yeah. So the impulse buy on a bike was actually quite interesting. But, yeah, she actually actively encouraged me. Um, Yeah, so it's not like, you know, skinny distance runner, you know, all clad up in tight clothing, uh, you know, trying to get all aero. It does look a bit funny. Um, just you know. a skinny rider now. Yeah, just a skinny rider. <laughs> All
2: right, should we, should we stop talking about riding now? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but thanks for wearing your a kit, just to,
1: <laughs> just to be in dress mode. Um, so, you're, you're a marathon runner. You competed in the 2010 Commonwealth Games, 2011 World Championships, 2012 Olympic Games, um, and you've got a personal best of 2.11 flat. Um, and that was your debut marathon. I find that really interesting that you actually never ran faster than your debut marathon. Tell us about that. It's because my hack.
3: Um, no, it's a 2.11 low hack. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I do have photographic evidence that I crossed the line in yeah, 2.10.59, right. but road racing rules state it must be rounded up. So, um, you've always been around
2: down 12. Yeah. That's your call. There you
3: go. And see, see because then we also discussed around, you know, like Kenyan athletes, you know, if you're, you know, you ran 210.59, you say, I'm a
0: 210 runner.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, I'm not a 210.59, I'm a 210. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually, um, there's a bit of, uh, discussions and, um, that I read, um, not long after. Because I had that fear of, I don't want this. Because it, it, the stars and moons and everything just lined up that day. Everything just went so well. Um, is that to not run faster than my first marathon? Um, I was paranoid about it. Um, and there's actually been a large number of people that haven't done it, uh, ha- like have not run faster than, than their first. Um, and what happened, I guess, with me was um, uh, that. And, I, and I, I kind of think back and say I'm probably a 2.13 runner who got the dream run, just happened to be in my first run, which made me a 2.11. So, you know, when you talk about consistencies, around a couple of 2.13s, a couple of 2.14s, which mm. probably, probably makes me more of a 2.13 runner. Um, but that dream run happened to come on my first one. Um, I think, the, in, in essence, there's probably bits that... Um, I might have overtrained a little bit too much, overthought it. Um, my second city one, so I over-trained definitely before common games. That was not fun. Um, I hit 17K and was done for me. It was the most boring course, though, trust me. It was like two and a half gay out, two and a half k out uh, back, two and a half gay out, two and a half k back. It was horrible. Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> At least you went out a different way, each way. So um, you started in the middle. Um, and then for uh, Beppu, I went back the following year and basically I ended up I ran 213 solo Mm. um, and a couple of the next races, um, that was pretty much what had happened. Um, I didn't get that. My first run, I sat, uh, Marty Dent was running it with me and I think Brett Cartwright was in in that race as well. Um, Funny story is beforehand, because I came from a track and cross-country background, Mm. I I mentioned cool down before the race. They laughed and said, if you can walk to the bus, that's your cooldown. down. <laughs> nice. I'm like, holy crap, what do I got myself into? Um, but yeah, in that race, in that race, um, the the pacemaker we had just reeled off 308. Um, I think it was just reeled them off, mm. um, and we hit uh, halfway, you know, 65, 57, um, and then it was after that that I started getting antsy and pushing the pacemaker in the in the back a little bit um can you do that and yeah well (laughs) evidently you can um uh, and because he was the only one that was left in because the two japanese guys had pulled out um but yeah basically i got to sit there for almost 25k and all i had to do was just focus on the back of singlets completely switch off my brain and just every time you know the drink station come by i was like oh drink yeah, you know, go and get it, and for to hit that, have it like that for 25k just meant because you mind you can only concentrate for so long, right? And I learnt that in subsequent ones is that when I ran the solo the following year, um, because I just ended up in no man's land. Um, after about an hour and a half, I started my, my, my concentration started to wane, mm. um, and then yeah, at 27k, um, I was like nah, and I took off took off on the on the on the guy. Um, I've got I've got this I've got this race up now finally I've got it uploaded on Strava so
0: it's split, splits
3: can be checked nice. splits can be checked um, ironically I took someone's CR that they put on it and it was one of my training partners Ben Moreau um, he hasn't contacted me and I know he will have got the email to say you lost your CR so that was quite <laughs> funny I expected it pretty soon because you know everyone gets defensive <laughs> he's but, saving, saving <laughs> he's, yeah he's flooding his, his response <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, t- I took off um, and um, basically just launched at 30K. I was a minute 10 behind the leaders and um, and just proceeded to reel them in over the next 8.5K. Um, I remember distinctly I hit my split at 30K and then I looked through the next 31, 32, 33. And I hit 33K. My split for that time segment was 8.54, right? And I'm like, Ugh! need to slow down I'm going too quick settle down settle down settle down and I was like 1506 for that 5k then I caught them Um, I should have i promised myself a breather by the time I got to them and so I caught them and I had a breather and then those guys could have looked around and went what? You don't belong and, here. You don't belong here. And then they decided to take <laughs> off. I'm like, ah. Oh. That's how he took off. And, and basically, so I just basically kind of ran on, ran on my limit and uh, into the end. And um, my last, I think my last 400 or something was like as fast as my 10K when I ran my 2819 in um, December. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you ever watch, I don't know, I I don't really play video games, but you have like that ghost trailing effect uh, uh, when you watch a character moving, you know, yeah, moving yeah, fast right. like a shadow kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. When I finished my race, it's like that trailing bit came right the way through me, Mm. and I got uh, so I finished, and it was like that rush of like, um, you know, like a sort of like a blood rush, tingling, and then it was like, oh, here comes a Gatorade, and then (laughs) oh, straight (laughs) away, and And then and then it was like, okay, I'm done. Okay, and then and then it It's like a near-death experience. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 an it was an interesting one. Um but yeah, but it was it was good and then after yeah I was a little bit um a little bit shaky on my feet. But yeah, I think the first seven of us were in the home straight together. Um, you know, ten seconds ahead of me was thirty grand, five seconds ahead was twenty grand. But hey, you know, I I I, I ran really fast. Um it was a great race, it panned out perfectly. And um, you know, Marty Dent said to me after, uh, he goes uh, he saw me. I said uh, he came in. Um, I think he ran around two thirteen at the time it was a PB. Uh, I think we you lower later to two twelve, um, and he said I expected to come past you sitting on the side of the road at about thirty five k. So even he was amazed. I said, Yeah, I got no idea, dude. And I yeah. said I, I think just everything went well for me. I can't complain. Um, yeah. Did, so, yeah. do you think not knowing how painful that could have been played into your hands there? Like. Um, probably. Um, naivety. A yep. um, little bit of stupidity. Um, but stupid like a fox. Like it worked Yeah, well. I I do think... Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a real... I'm a rhythm person. I'm a rhythm runner. Um, nice, steady pace. Um, surges and things like that have never sat well with me, so just that, that, that metronome type, mm. just clocking them off just nice and even um, and, and I'm really, uh, I'll grind things out, mm. and I think that's what helped, uh, it was nice and steady and I didn't have to worry and I could not think um, uh, so yeah, that's, that's probably how it sort of benefited me yeah, yeah.
1: You, yeah. you mentioned slowing down, telling yourself to slow down in the race, but do you have moments where your mind tells you to um, slow down because you're getting tired, you know, like and like because you're suffering. Do you, you know, do, you've done consequent marathons since? Do you have a, a you know, a lot of marathoners say I hit the wall at 32 or 35. Do you have a point there where you go, I'm just going to hang in here for five k's, or not, not so much.
3: I yes, I did. Um, so I've had two instances. It's more not so much my body going slow down. I got nothing else. It's more my body will cramp up on me. Mm. Um, I had it in the 2013 Boston Marathon that I did. Um, I was sort of, uh, I hit about, I think it was five, yeah, it's five miles ago. Um, and basically my right quad just decided to turn into a concrete block. Mm. Um, and it was just so hard to get to the finish, but I just knew I had to, part, part of the thing was get to the finish because that's how you get your full appearance feet. And I'm also going a decent time, and I'm in, you know, like I was, yeah, in, I think yeah. I was in eighth place at yeah, that yeah. point. So, so um, I had that one, um, and then the last one was uh, when I went to Hamburg, uh, 2016, and I was, um, was it Hamburg 2016? Yeah, it was. I was because I was watching the clock because I knew what time I had to run to try and qualify for the olympics mm. and and as i'm running i was on track on track and then just the hammies and the cars started to go on me and i started wasting a lot of mental energy doing calculations in my head on the fly going okay i've got to just hold this pace hold this pace and then it started then all of a sudden i ticked over there i was at, i think i was at the point that if i can hold 320s or 330s i'll be fine mm. i think it was 330s and i still couldn't hold hold those but yeah, the mind was willing, flesh was weak, um, and I just couldn't couldn't do much about it. Um, and but yeah, I just kept willing myself forward and then yeah. The worst part is that as soon as you stop when you got that cramping type stuff, mm. you're the tin man from The Wizard of Oz. That's it's like the, boy, that's go. it. Yeah. like it's just nah, you've you've straightened me, you stop bending me, it's all over. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, having so much had that slowed down so you can make it, it's like <laughs> I'm going to make you slow down because I'm going to stop your muscles from working. Mm.
2: Makes sense. Interesting. So, you represent Australia at the 2010 Com Games in Delhi. So, just how tough was it to compete in that sort of condition? Like, how hot
3: was it? Um, the humidity was probably the more... Uh, the worst thing for me. So, until... I think it was... It wasn't until I'd almost... Stepped completely away from the sport that I finally started to get used to hot weather. <laughs> <Perfect> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I sucked. I sucked in hot weather. So, where people would say, Oh, you don't sweat much, yeah, Mate, right. it's great. I'm like, No, 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 it means I'm not cooling down. And so, what would happen is that's why the city marathons and the cold weather races, mm. cross country and things like that, I'd always do well because it's cold and my body could heat up and it wouldn't be detrimental. Yeah. Um, but then go and race in Delhi and I'm, like, I'm barely sweating, um, so I'm not cooling, and um, it's just killing me. Mm. Um, and like I said, it took an, it took another six years um, when I'd sort of... I think my, my daughter was born in 2013. I did sort of haphazardly trained for the rest of the year. Then I trained a little bit more. Then I'm, like, going, I'm sweating a lot more. Yeah, right. Um, hmm, this is interesting. And then all of a sudden I started running all right in hot weather, and I'm, like, wow, okay, this is about, you know six seven years too late yeah, right. um, so yeah so the hot weather never really agreed with me mm-hmm. um and um so yeah but at delhi the humidity was that that really compounded that yep. that effect that and here's the other funny part i'm not a morning person i'm getting to be that way now kids i've got to be um okay. the race in delhi was six thirty in the morning mm-hmm. i think um so i was up pretty early um, and I just... My body just couldn't move. I could never move fast in the morning. It's that mm-hmm. early. You know, my debut marathon came at 9am. Yeah. I think it was 9. It's a 9am race? Oh, no, Delhi. Oh, no. Beppu, I think, it's a midday race. And better. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Hamburg is a 9am race. So, yeah, a 6.30am race for a guy who doesn't normally race before midday mm. um, is not a good thing. Well, The midday race in Delhi could have been interesting. Oh, it would have been brutal. Yeah, yeah, tough. Um, that, that's why even if I... like. The mad, mad men and women that did the Qatar. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass on that. Yeah, that's right. I just, yeah. The big moose. Mm. Like, that's just mm. craziness. Like, Probably yeah. yeah. Give, me, give me freezing cold temperatures. Because like at least you weather. can layer up. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you can put all the lycra that you want on.
2: <laughs> big fan. <laughs> big fan. So, mate, how, how was the uh, the lead-in to the London Games? How, how long did you spend with the team in the lead-up?
3: From my perspective, too long. Yeah. Um, so my lead up into London was terrible. Mm. Uh, main reason why is, um, and which I think the guys might actually be experiencing this time around as well, I think the qualification's 2.12.30 or something like that. Right. I think it's, it's quick again. Um, it was 2.12 for us mm-hmm. in 2012. Uh, ironically. And um, what happened was I ran 2.13 in February. And then basically we were told, can't guarantee you're going to get picked. Yeah. So then I was like, well, you're going to have to run another one. Right? This is what I had my, a discussion with uh, my coach, um, Ken Green, at the time. And we basically rang up my uh, manager, Derek Frued, Posse Sports in America, and said, look, we need to find another one. Uh, he got in contact with... Um, we sort of threw around things like London, Rotterdam. Um, they actually got in touch with um, Yuri Van Velden, um, who worked with global sports, which is Joss Hermans, which is you know Bikili and, o, and Elliot and all those guys, and that they, they were they set up and manage um, the Hamburg race, mm-hmm. and so that race was eleven weeks after uh, Beppu, and so basically it was like I, I need to do it, get me in, um, so funded. I, I, you know I funded my way over there. They gave me a couple of nights accommodation. Um, and that was about it. Um, got over there, um, punched out a. Two fourteen, yep. I think around two thirteen and around um, two fourteen, and and I was just like, you know, in a way, it was like I stuff it. Yep. Oh well, I'm not going to train now,
2: so it's gone. Oh, it's gone.
3: It's out. Um, you know, um, uh, and um, then it, it was uh, probably six days later that um, you know, Greeny had a conversation. He says. I think you need to start training um and then all of a sudden this is a funny part this is marty marty dent smart guy puts two and two together he says it'd kind of be a bit of an insult but did you notice who just started following us on twitter okay it was the olympic, olympic. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like um the australian olympic um account i went, mm, well i have just been told to start training and then yeah then that then they then they um you know named us in the team um now, the problem was then I had 13 weeks, right? So bearing in mind, you want to do a good marathon, you do two in a year, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I've already done, I've done two in, you know, 11, 11 weeks, weeks. Yeah, 12 yeah. weeks, and now I've got 13 weeks for the next one. And um, so basically, we did what I could. We lowered my mileage a little bit. But we tried to do some key things. Um, basically, I, I, I landed, we, were, we stayed at Tunbridge. And I, I'll tell you this much, that's the first time straight off the queue and telling someone that I remember where I stayed. Normally I forget the name of the place. It's a good place, but I forget it. Um, we landed in Tunbridge and basically um, I was flat. Mm. I just felt flat. Um, and how far out from the Games was four that? Weeks, four weeks. Four weeks. Um, you know, which was longer than... I'd, I'd like to go. i like to go over a week before, but there's yep. a few other things that they've got to do. Um, and so you know, I had a few robust conversations. Um, I would have liked to just, you know, because I also work full-time as well. Always have worked full-time. Um, you know, ran my debut as a you know full-time person working 40, 45-hour weeks um, in technology. So it's IT. and I'm an office worker. I'm not going to pretend I'm a labourer. Um, these hands are not meant for lifting things. <laughs> They're meant for typing um and and so yeah so we I could try to negotiate them down but I still you know they, they stuck by the you know stuck to the guns and, the and three uh, of you guys were there four weeks in same so yeah 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 yep and um yeah and and the training around there's okay but it's you know it's completely different to what you are used to mm. um there's a lot of out and back um I'm someone who does get a little bit bored um and and uh yeah so we're there for uh, there for two weeks and then we go went into the village, and yeah. um, which then changes it again. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you're scaling down your training, mm. but, but still, it becomes less relaxed and, and all that kind of stuff. And Like, it probably played a little bit into it, but by the time I landed, I, I, I was cooked. Uh, mm. I was going to struggle anyway. I didn't know it at the time. I just thought, oh, I'm just a little bit flat because of the flight.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: but, yeah, obviously, it, it fed straight into the race.
2: I'm interested in how you guys sort of, I guess, work as a team, potentially, in that situation? Like, I'm assuming you're all on different programs, you've got your own things to do. How do you make that work as a team of potentially six marathoners? Yeah,
3: it's it's not too hard. Um, I mean, look, we... By the time you make the... Unless you're someone who's just, like, completely come from the clouds, right? You started running, like, 12 months earlier... Mm and no one knows who you are, right? We've all been racing against each other. We've all we've all gone away on training camps down to Falls Creek, which they've all been kicked out of Falls Creek yeah, now. Yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, the other day, yeah. I
2: spoke that, to Elsie on her way home from Falls Creek the other day. Yeah. She had just been booted. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. That, that happened back, I think it was 2003, um, I think, somewhere around there. I, I think we left like a day or two before... That happened last time. So, um, but yeah, so we've trained with each other down there and uh, we've been to all the different races. And, and when we go there, yeah, we're all, all on different programs, but generally, the weeks are all the same. Okay. It's the sessions that are different. Yeah. Right? Um, and so, like your Tuesdays, your Thursdays, your Saturdays, you might do something different. But usually, yeah, you find you're probably doing K's and then they do. You know, you just jump in and do it with them. Um, but every other run, you know, that you're doing, you, you just jump in and train together. Mm. Um, it's only those key, you know... I might do a fartlek, and Marty and, and, and Michael might have been doing... Um, K reps on the track okay. or something like that um, and even I think a couple of times we were doing three completely different sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when we were up at uh, Cairns, that was that was interesting, that, that was really humid when we were there in 2010 mm-hmm. um, and we jumped on the track um, pretty much in the middle of the day and we did K reps together in the middle of the track, we just because uh, Ken was there at the time, and and Dick was there, and we we all just sort of went, okay, let's do this, and we just jumped in and did it all together. Mm. Um, so yeah, you it, it's more you work it out together, and uh, it's gonna if it's gonna work out. So there's, there's no not, prima donnas there, you no? Know? No, no, no. They're all the sprinters, of and, course. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, nah, I got mates all the way across the across the sports, but yeah, no javelins though. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> the um, <laughs> The, the the long jumpers. They're the laziest. Pretty Chris Knofke. Chris Novke. Like when we're in when we're in uh, in Delhi, he's sunbaked most of the time all there. <laughs> you gotta get your rig sorted. It's important. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is there is there a big uh, He's got a rig. We don't. That's right. I'm just gonna talk about bonnet popping, but I suppose you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got to listen to a question on the London games actually. So this is from Tall Paul. So, do you think they should seriously think about moving the marathon to day one of the Olympic Games? Surely a bunch of marathon runners on the piss would spice up the
3: village a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we would. Um, it'd, be a lot of, it'd be a lot of cheap nights out, because they're all, you know, <laughs> they're all lightweight. <laughs> <like. laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Um, The part that I'm disappointed at, and which really annoyed me for mine, was the fact that we didn't get to finish in the stadium. It's such a such a historical thing that you finish in the stadium. Um, You know um, that the last day it's the culmination. Mm -hmm. Um, I do really like that, Um, and I think changing it, uh, you know, to 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 coin part of that term, the the spice things up, um, it would be it, it would be different. Um, to go at the start um, one of the one of the challenges we, we, we've seen when we're in the village which is why they sort of they shrink the size of the size of the villages because basically after the swimmers finished they leave them in there for like a day or two then they, they boot them out because yeah. they just disrupt everybody else yeah so um, at the same time it's a similar similar thing right mm-hmm. you, you, and you got to room people appropriately and and that kind of stuff but I I, I think it, it would be a shame if they moved it away from the final day mm-hmm. um but they've already started doing things like taking it away from finishing in the stadium um and i think they're even moving tokyo marathon away from where everything is so like right? uh, yeah I, I think they have to make way for the skateboarding competition <laughs> yeah. or the um i don't know what is it sport climbing yeah like there's, there's, some, there's, some inter- there's some interesting um in- inclusions but you know um I've always been, like, the esports, yeah, you know, yeah. and it'll be a touchy subject for people, um, but, like, some, yes, but not all, and, yeah. like, I know it, it. it's a very, it's a loose term in terms of calling it a sport, but then what do you call a sport, golf is a sport, yeah. snooker and billiards and stuff like that. They're a sport, darts. Some, Seems of the, some of them are more higher skill-based than... Um, they're more skill-based. Um, but at the end of the day, we're, we're not people that are in charge no. of it. Um, and you see things like um, petitions and money that gets thrown around. Oh, look at the FIFA thing that happened, right? That's
0: right. Um,
3: money talks and bullshit walks. Well, the fact that soccer is still a sport as like... This bastardized under twenty
2: three event at the Olympics. Come yeah. on, I think they're allowed uh, four
3: people. Four, four people blocks? that are that are over twenty three. Yeah. I think or something like that. Yeah, what it, yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I will tell you something though. When I was in, when I was in the in the village, um, you're talking about these are the best people of their sport in the globe, right? And everyone, you know, the general population would be they're the elite guys. Mm. Yeah, guys. There's the one percent, and then there's the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, right. I remember walking around in the village and I saw Kobe Bryant there. 30 people following him. Just Just groupies, around. Yeah. just hanging around. And it's like, you've got the best athletes in their sport yeah. that are following you around like a groupie. Still tugging jerseys. Like, yeah, they're the 1% of the 1%. And it's just like a whole other level, um, these different guys. So um, there's, there's even that pecking order. It's, it's just amazing to see. Sounds like, like your entourage, Wolf. Yeah. 30 people? You get used to
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a uh, another listening question.
1: It's uh, it's from The Judge. And he wants to know if you've had any successful marathons after having a couple of beers the night before.
3: Oh, I'm just thinking. Because I do have a shit memory. Um... <laughs> I'll give you a good example of that in a second. Um, no, I, so one of the things which um, a lot of my training partners used to not um, kind of didn't believe me but then they when we went away in training camps they saw it was like you know I wouldn't I, I would actually drink you know, so like one or two beers every sort of week right So I wouldn't let it inter- I wouldn't let my training interrupt. I generally had a well-balanced diet and that kind of stuff and um and so the one thing that i would do for races is i i wouldn't drink the night before that's that? it's about the uh, that's about the only thing um and i and for a marathon usually what i do in the days leading up is i cut right back to simple foods so mm-hmm. um whereas i might have i'm training in just normal right i might have on a Saturday night before my Sunday long run, I might have you know, a chicken curry, right? I might still have chicken, I might still have rice, but it's basically plain. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have. Um, one of the things which uh, Jeremy Roth, who I used to train with, he, uh, he said when he was at World Cross Country and he watched Bikili sitting there before his race at lunch, I think it was, just eating hot chips. Yeah, right. Kind of like the Usain Bolt thing where yeah, he ate chicken yeah, nuggets, eating yeah, yeah, yeah. hot chips, and I was like, oh, that must be all right. Keep um, simple, yeah, keep it, so simple foods. That, that's more what I did. So yeah, um, yeah, no, no, no beers the night before, no alcohol the night before, no, no complex digestive stuff the night before. Yeah. That's probably about the the most OCD that I got. So,
1: so like to be elite at your level, it requires a certain amount of sacrifice. Did you pick up any unhealthy habits with this obsession, such as overtraining? Uh, Eating
3: disorders or giving up alcohol. (laughs) Well, we already highlighted I never gave up alcohol. Um, Eating disorders only if you classify, you know, eating the horse and the jockey, Uh, because I just eat like a trooper. You look like it too. Oh, people get so annoyed. (laughs) My my weight has fluctuated. I I think I think at the moment I'm weighing in at about fifty nine sixty. I keep I keep hitting that sixty. I want to keep it under. Um, It's annoying a lot of my cycling buddies. (laughs) who are struggling to get their weight down. Um, but my, my, my weight's deviated by maybe, maybe two kilo in 20 years. Yeah, right. right? And I haven't actively watched it. I, ne- I never have. Because most of the time with my training, it always feels like I'm playing catch-up yeah. because I'm just burning so much. And and one of the things was because I was running like 180, 190K a week, um, my body figured out what it needed to have. Yeah. And so um, I, I just... just Kept on with that, and... Um, when you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the I think the biggest was when I... <laughs> we, we ran New Year's Day one time down at Falls Creek. It was a hot day, too. And um, I, I think, yeah, we'd been out on the beers the night before. So, yeah, gone and got hammered. Got up, did my two-and-a-half-hour run. Um, great hangover cure. It gets rid of it out of your system. It's horrible. <laughs> I agree. It's horrible it's the scary. whole time. Um, but you, you, you gets it gets out of your system. And toughens you up in the process. Good call. But then, that night, that night we went out to, to dinner and we were two large pizzas um, between me and my wife and I ate one and a half of them. And it was like, and then I went back for dessert and I was like, oh, okay, I clearly did not eat enough during the day. Yeah. So, um, but as for bad habits, the running part, I was think this is a pretty bad habit, um, you yeah, know, churn through shoes. Um you know, um, I did, I, I will, I will say there was a period of time that with the, the accolades that I got is I did become a bit of an elitist, um, asshole, um, when I was running, um, a little bit in, you know, not too much, of, not too entitled, but I'm a little bit more elitist and, and, and I think that was a, that was a bad trait that I picked up. Um, I've since sort of, you know, I'll make underhanded comments now, like I'm elitist, but, um, I've kind of, I've managed to lose that. I, I made... That's probably, it's more symptomatic of you know who and where you hang out with, and if you're only used to praise and that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that's that's one little bad habit that I kind of a little bit dismisses it of, of of other people's achievements and things like that. Whereas now I'm a lot more appreciative, mm-hmm. um, and, and encouraging. Um, and unless they beg, borrow, and steal, I'll hold back on whatever I've done. Especially, if, you know, I, I had some people that at work that sort of knew I ran. And they were, they were telling me about their half marathon that they did on the weekend, and they wanted to know about mine. I said, I'm not telling you. And they said, oh, it can't be that bad. I'm like, no, 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 it's not bad. I just, you're on a high, let's like, just leave it at that. I don't, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 that, that's probably really the only um, the only thing. I did have, in general, bad habits. Like, I didn't stretch. I didn't do gym work. Well, just,
2: I, just supports you. No, uh, no one stretches. The, um, don't worry about
3: it. The, <laughs> but I, did, I didn't do gym work either and the funny part is not long after so basically I'd finished my running at the, the high level that I wanted to do and then I started doing gym work and I went back going back to my Cairo who I'd been seeing weekly like through my entire career which was basically keeping me able to run and I turned up and he's like you look okay you've just done me out of 60 bars yeah. he goes <laughs> he goes why didn't you do gym work when you're running i'm he told you to do it every
2: week hey i'm assuming he told you to do gym work every oh yeah yeah yeah
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) everyone told me to do it i'm i'm one of those i'm one of those people that um you can't make me do something i don't want to do right so i've got to want to do it um and i hate the gym ironically now i'm not not too bad I, i i i i um I've gone to the gym and I I do a bit of strengthening because I needed to do it because I wasn't doing as much running. So I'm not too bad at at getting there now. If you can get me there, I'll do it. But you've got to get me there. And I'm very much a person who, like I I work in technology and so I like to just sit there and play with computers and play, um, you know, doing different things um, rather than, you know, have to go to the gym. I'll go out and go for a run. I'll go out and go for a ride. Mm -hmm. Go to the gym. Yeah, I can yeah, stay inside yeah, here.
1: Yeah, I get, that. I get that. Are you still running? Do you still get out and have a, a trot?
3: Um, I haven't ran since JP Morgan, the corporate race, of which I ran on one leg with a torn calf. Um, I ran five times in the two, month, two three months prior to that, um, one of which had torn my calf. Um, and so I've been trying to, but what happened is because I haven't, I've lost a, I've lost a lot of strength in my calves, and because I'm a very much four foot runner, um, it was blowing out my calf quite regularly. So I got to do some. The missus, who's just about finished her health science degree in myotherapy, has been telling me all about the eccentric stuff I got to do and the strengthening exercises I got to do in my calves. Um, me being the you know the ever diligent husband uh, not listening, and so then I go out and try and run and I just keep getting hurt. So I want to build back up, um, and and I have to. Because you know the Macquarie team that we've got destroyed JP Morgan. We won by like six minutes. Our team, nice. so we've got a we got a good guy, um, Matt Hudson. Actually, he runs runs for us. He um, he ran the Steiger 10K the other week yeah, right. down in Geelong. Uh, we've got a Travis Shields, who's um, he he works at, uh, in CAF in our leasing business, and he's he's a triathlete um, and a cyclist as well. I think it was 22nd at La Tappe, um, and he runs all right as well. Blair, uh, and then another guy, John Bartlett. Who he's about a, th- I think, and if you yeah, actually listen, I think he's a thirty-one minute ten k runner as well. So we've got a pretty handy, handy group. I was fourth across the line. Wow! So um, you know, uh, on that course, at like I think I ran three three eighteens or something. So, mm. so yeah. So I've got to get my running back up because we've got a free trip overseas. We think there is rumours that the world, ch- the world corporate run is going to be in Sydney this year. Uh. We're hoping against everything that it's not going to be because. That'll be depressing. That's a shame.
2: You talk about the 2016 JP Morgan Challenge over in New York, so you came second. In mm. So how does it feel to be the alpha dog in this corporate world
3: then? <laughs> I was, exactly. until I hired Matt into my uh, my team at work, um, and then I'm not. <laughs> Poor strategy. Um, all I, did, you, did, you look up, did you look up the name of the guy that beat me? No, no, no. His name's Cool Boy. Is that right? His name is Cool Boy. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, yeah. Um it's um it, it it it's interesting um you know the the i i managed actually when i was um i started my in 2014 and i managed to keep my running under wraps mm. for a fair bit there's still people now that are learning you know what you guys know and um it just because you know you want to be known for your work and not all this other stuff but um but then once this started happening we started going right at the running it's 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 interesting because you turn up um and for the Probably the first couple of years, I turned up at the at the corporate race. I was like, "Oh, Jeff's here," <laughs> but now it's like, "Eh, Jeff's here." <laughs> you know, they, they don't care anymore. Um, but it, it, it is it is good. And um, I met a couple of good guys back in yeah in the yeah, it must have been the two thousand yeah it must be in two thousand eighteen one actually. Um, I think when we went to Boston, I met a young guy there, and and the guys the guy that beat me in two thousand sixteen, him and his team were there. Well, they didn't know how unfit I was, and so a couple of them were actually watching me because they thought, oh, he knows how to race, yeah, yeah. And, and now and no guys go. So, um, yeah, so I met a couple of guys, and hopefully we'll see them again this year. And, um, okay. Yeah, the, you, a couple of, a couple of the, um, the companies do get some, some strong guys. Mm-hmm. South Africa always turns out a good one, um, and uh, I think it's... Uh, it's Barbara or Google, I think it's Google. Maybe Google has a good runner there as well. You on know, like thirteen fifty or something like that. Okay. So yeah, so they recruit quite well. So I'm not so much the alpha dog. I'm probably more the what is it? Pretty go X-ray. <laughs> I'm all the way down the list now. <laughs>
2: X-ray. Oh, that's good. We, we we touched on your your wife's massage therapy earlier. How often do you get a massage at home? Never. <laughs>
3: Never. Should she you book she book in at work? She, um, no, she doesn't massage me. Is that right? Yeah. So well, when I want like it's normally after training or whatever it, was, it just became too hard and then obviously she's not making money from it from it either um before our daughter was born she did um she gave me uh i get like two to three massages a week okay um up until about yeah so it was like up until the olympics she came into the she came in to the village um you know on my you know kind of like a uh, visitor's pass beat in in as my, my sis so that was you know she got that that perk, okay. She got to massage me at the Olympics, so she got to say I worked at the Olympics. Well, you know, um, come the so yeah, um, but now, so yeah, so she's yeah, massage therapist. Um, but yeah, like I, I touched on just before, she's finishing up a three-year health science degree in myotherapy, so she's looking at rehab and changing into um, uh, into that area and doing a lot more of the, of the rehab and planning and, and all that. Um, the funny part is, she's obviously coming from running background, knees. Hips, ankles, legs. She's, she's good at that. No, she's good at that for oh. the rehab stuff. Not so good at shoulders. <laughs> so guess who, with the shoulder, is going to help her upskill? <laughs>
2: yeah. Come, 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 the Health. We'll, we'll give her some advice. There
0: you go.
3: <laughs> and so she's a sub three-hour marathoner. Researcher. Yeah, is this right? Yeah. Yep. Two fifty-seven twenty okay. is her uh, her PB. She ran that in Sydney in two thousand and seven. Fantastic. So yeah, for only one that she's done. She wants to do another one, um, and so did, did you tell her she'll never run faster?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I think she. I think she will. She was pretty conservative um, in, t- in hers. Um, Pete Spear was her coach, and um, yeah, he did quite. Quite good training for her, and it worked out quite well. And so now she she's been wanting to get back into it, you know, with our daughter and 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 her uni. It's made it difficult, but she finishes up in February, so she'll be able to crank out a bit more training. And um, hopefully, I think she's looking to try and do um, half marathon at Gold Coast because we love Gold Coast. Gold Coast is great, um, the guys up there have looked after us quite well. And it's a great course. The um, half marathon. It's great course. Yeah. That's where my PB comes from. 102. 102.44. Yeah. Um, Again, have not gone faster.
0: (laughs) Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I actually, three years in a row, I think I ran there and I went uh, 102.44, 103.18, 104.04. And then I think my next one after that was a couple of years later and it was like 66. So I'm getting worse. Uh. So Yeah. Um, you just need to start a new distance so you can PV <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. What? 17.3. That's right. That's <laughs> like mean. I'll just go... I'll, I'll go... Um, no, i just... What I'm going to do... Is I'm just going to go... Um, Strava hunting. <laughs> I'll just do that Don't <laughs> be one of those Don't <laughs> be one of those guys. <laughs> There's
2: no. enough There's
1: enough
3: of those 30,
2: Yeah I know I know <laughs> <What>? <laughs> funny
1: have, have you thought about Getting into Ultra marathons Or trail running God no
3: No God no Marathons it's too far Marathons are <laughs> Too enough. far 42.195 Bang That's it that's enough. Like I said I'm a rhythm runner I like to run fast The change In terrain And stuff like that I'm not but, you, but you're cross
1: country right Yeah, it? I know. I know.
3: It, it's funny, isn't it? Um, I, I, I just don't. <laughs> I have no desire to go further than 42. At the moment, I have no desire to, to go probably, well, I have no ability to go probably further than about 5k. It's hard to be um, one arm, anyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it? My daughter this
3: afternoon, she said she wanted to. Oh, we were walking past some. When she was three, we, we, we used to go down to like um, the playground and there was cricket nets and we'd sort of we'd race up and down inside the cricket and she said i want to do what we used to do when we did i said have you looked at me can i run at the moment no so but yeah there's a few people one of the about the only one i'll call i'll throw it in the ultra bucket is 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 six foot track yeah there's a few people that talk to me around doing six foot track um it's still uh, it's not it's not outside the realms of the possibility of doing it um but it would there's, I have one problem with it. Apparently, there's water crossing.
0: Hmm.
3: Not at the moment. There's not. No, no there <laughs> won't be at the moment, will <laughs> there? No. The water crossing. Ah, I can handle cold. I can. I can deal with hot. I can't deal with wet. Wait a I second. I hate wet. When you a steeple stup- chaser, th- as well. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I am. I am. I am full of contradictions. Yeah, yeah. I'm the biggest hypocrite. Yeah. I I used to make fun of the shire. Yeah. <laughs> where do I live now yeah. in the shire so good, yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah I'm spewing I didn't move down earlier exactly the, um, but yeah still chasing yeah yeah. So, but no that one's not, not outside of everyone's possibility but yeah that's about that's about as far as I'm going I just nah we'll talk <laughs> so deep
1: down what, what motivates you or, or did motivate you to do marathons
3: <laughs> uh, this is like um, I'm showing my cards to everyone because um, nothing I did not want to do it I did not want to run further than 10k um, I'll tell you how I played out in a second but basically I I was I'm a track runner I want to be a 5k runner I want to be a steeper chaser uh, I want to be a 10k runner that's what I want to do I don't want to not run on the track um, and then um Ken you know he was coached um coached by Chris Wardlaw um trained with Mona and they started getting in my ear about it um I did um you know a few trips down the falls and they were talking about it and um and then they eventually convinced me um but what had happened was (laughs) I kept going I'll do a a, a marathon when I've done a half in 102 and I'll do a half when I ran 28 minutes for 10k right and I just kept bombing at 10k I ran I think I ran my first 10k on the track 29 32 back when it was at the greatest track Olympic Park in in Melbourne before Eddie McGuire and his seat on the board and the ability to kick it out by Collingwood <coughs> came along um 29.32, then I sort of like, I kept bombing, kept running at mid-29s, and then, I was, and then eventually they just got me out, and all right, yeah, let's train for a year, we're at Force Creek, had the coffee, you know, and it's like, yep, all right, sweet, let's do that. Started training. What I didn't know at the time was that basically Ken had been grooming me for for the last five years, and this is what I think a lot of the guys that I trained with um, probably didn't realise. My first one was so good because I'd been running 160K, but I'd been doing... A lot of marathon type stuff. I didn't even know it at the time, um, and so I had five years of it behind me—not the you know six or twelve months that they then put in. Um, so then I started training a little bit more specifically, and um, went to went to um, Gold Coast. Um, almost didn't run Gold Coast actually. Uh, on the Wednesday, I ran with Heidi around um, Fox Studios and Centennial Park, and I ran fourteen around fourteen k. In an hour, something like that. So, yeah. So she, she was running with me. She was dropping me, like I was suffering. And we woke up. I woke up the following morning, sick as dog. I started pumping, you know, like the pseudo PE into me. Just that's the phenylephrine not the pseudo ephedrine. Um, pumping the PE. Safe place here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but pumping that into me, just I was just like taking it, and we were like going, oh, I'm almost not going to fly up, not going to fly up. And then we're like, oh, let's just get on the plane, we'll go up. So flew up, I think it was the Friday, you know, because I um, get up there, slept 14 hours that night, mm. woke up about 11am on Saturday. Um, we go out for a 5 K jog. I'm like, oh, I think it's, I think it's gone. Okay, i like, wake up tomorrow and probably come back, this is yeah, probably the calm before the storm. Woke up, well, ran fast. I went, oh, well, there's my 102. Mm. A few months later, gun runs out of pick. Oh, there's my twenty eight nineteen. There you go. And I'm like, huh. Oh. And then I go and I run my marathon, and I was like, major, Well, thank you for thank you for convincing me to run a marathon because it seems as though it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, so I was very appreciative that they did, and then it ended up becoming you know quite you know illustrious for me. But so yeah, you know, tell it's it's story. Yeah, yeah, it's how it works out. Grand. Like I never would, never would have chosen off my own bat. <laughs> I just looked at went too far
0: too far.
2: That is a long way. <laughs> And mate, you came 8th in the prestigious Boston Marathon in 2013. So this was also the year that two bombs were detonated Ooh. near the finish line. So can you tell us about the mixed emotions
3: associated with that particular race? Um, well, I'm assuming you're after the perspective after, um, after the, those things. So, you yeah, know, obviously... It's always a good event. It's mm. I think it's I think it actually is the oldest yeah. marathon getting around, um, and it's and it's a great event. Like twenty six miles mm. of these people, especially when you go past the university guys, mm. it's like I think we started at we started at nine, and you go past the university guys, um, it's maybe ten thirty I think maybe ten, um, <laughs> you're all on the piss Us. already, right? So but you got just it's just line like almost line. The the only other one that was better was London, mm. right where. Um, which you would expect
0: there'd be lots of people
3: um, you know and, and so the whole event is, is, is just great um, and everyone just hangs out with everyone and the city's buzzing afterwards um, I remember going back you know with my soreness wallowing in my own self-pity um, you know I'm sitting back in my um, in my in hotel room I, I'm actually um, I'm actually uh, hearing that uh yeah, i we get text messages about things going off, right? And, I, I, and because I'm near like a, a tunnel, there, there was um, a loud bang mm. that had sort of echoed through there. I'm like, ooh, because I was on construction, I thought something was going on there. And I'm just like, oh, someone's dropped something, something's fell over. I'll probably hear sirens soon. Didn't really hear much. And then I'm, then I'm, then I'm, then I'm relaxing, you know, relaxing in <laughs> my bath going, oh, my God. And then I hear a door, and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I wander out a little bit later. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, there you are. Okay, you're the last one we've been trying to find... I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. I then look at my phone and it's like everyone's talking about the bombs and stuff. And I'm like, holy crap. So then I ring the missus. Now this is how good my missus is. It's about 5.30 in the morning. And she goes, what? On the other end of the phone. She thought I was out on the terps and was ringing a drunk. I said, I'm ringing you to let you know that there's been bombs going off in, in Boston and I'm okay. She goes, okay. Good one. Clip hangs up. Anyway. Everything goes into lockdown, you know, whole whole, whole panic and stuff like that. Um, and what ended up happening was um, just everything just went really deathly quiet after, right? Like as it went into the night, um, we couldn't go anywhere. After parties cancelled, everyone's sort of like going, what do we do? You know, um, we're watching the news station. It's all, you know, kind of like what we're seeing with, with all the fires around here at the moment. It's just dominating everything. Um, you know, the. I'll call it, the, you know, like the, the, the military and stuff, they're out, they've closed off whole blocks of everywhere that you used to go. Um, so it really turned a, a, a dampener on it. But what was good was that walking around and going to the other shops, people were just sort of getting on with their day and they were just getting you know doing what they would normally do. Um, they're being positive, they're being upbeat, um, and so. You know, they, they sort of um you know, supported each other and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was really it was really eerie feeling for for a city that was really like buzzing mm. to just it was like a light switch, like it was like someone's just I oh, yeah, anyway, I just turned the light off, you know. It it was literally like that. Mm. It just happened. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really, really crazy. My, my, my manager had been actually looking out his window and, and then felt the shake, saw the thing and went, well, oh, I'm just going to move away from the window right now and then we went and checked out things and, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, really, really weird. Yeah, um, yeah weird experience and, you know, I... Not something that was you know you ever want to experience. Even though I you know, I was finished well before that and away from it, but still mm. you know you wonder what else is still, right? yeah, still part of it. Yeah, it's still part of it.
2: Yeah. And were we you
3: ever nervous again going into a big city marathon? Did you? Um, not not really. Um, we were before London. We were we were talking about like the were they were talking about the security and stuff like that, and and that's really the place where they thought it was probably going to happen and I think potentially maybe um because it hadn't happened there um guards were let down for all subsequent things after the -hmm. London Olympics maybe I don't know but yeah for me I figured you know it sounds probably a little bit mm, dark humorish but um I'm at the front end of the field they're not going to get their bang for buck no, right, they're gonna be going through the masses, mm-hmm. right? So they're gonna wait. So, for the large part, I'm going to be a lot safer than the rest of them because yeah. I'm not running with one or two hundred people around me. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that is the way that they think about it. I'm sure. Um, so yeah,
2: yeah. All right, let's lighten it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's lighten it up. Yeah. All right, got to listen to a listener question from Styx. So, how, how fast do you have to be running to not stop and say good day to your mates
3: running in the opposite direction?
0: <laughs>
3: you could be walking and not say hello to your mates. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds a lot like sticks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. You know, they say opposite to track. My wife runs along, walks along, says hello to lots of people. Me? Not so much. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. It, it, it depends as well, right? So, if you run a lapsus in laps of Centennial park, right, around the white fence, mm-hmm. the first time.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah That's the first time you course. see them,
3: right? So, then it means, because you're going to see them every, every six minutes or seven minutes if you go opposite way. So, it's just, yep. And you either turn around and you run with them. Yeah. Or you don't say hi again.
2: All right. It's a good rule. I mm. like <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> Once is enough. Once is <laughs> enough. I hope sticks get something out of that. Mm. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Mate, um, one of your tips for training is to mix it up and introduce new stimuli to your training so your body sort of continues to adapt. So what would you have thrown into a training week to mix things up a bit?
3: I got that tip um, when I was, I was reading through, so when I decided um, part ways with uh, with Ken for, and started to sort of coach myself. Um, I got a tip, it was out of um, Steve, Steve Magnus um, has a... Um, running book I can't the name of it that um, I read and that was where I saw learned of that stimuli and um, one of the things that um, I hadn't been doing was lots of long reps like long 8 mile 10 mile efforts um, so um, I used to do a lot of fartlek a lot of quarters um, those kinds of things um, the the minor staples the, the Chris Warlaw era staples um, and they worked well um, I like to I, I like to throw in the, the those big long reps, um, you know mile reps, two mile reps, um, even um, some ladders, you know those kinds of things. And then I started doing um, before before Hamburg when I uh, in two, thousand sixteen I, I did somewhere I'd do like a I think I did like a mile and then I a four hundred. Over mile over four hundred, um, just just to, to test out both systems. Um, and I'm I've done no training in uh, coaching and physiology or anything like that. I'm like 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 the wife rattles off things about the body. I'm like, hey, if you're talking in computer parts, I understand you. If you're talking in body parts, I don't. And I said I'm starting to understand some of them. It's like I know it's clavicle, um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So so so. It's just a little things here and there, and, and just the that I would throw in, like, you know, a little bit of speed or something like that. Um, I just changes, just so it's not monotonous, because, di- let's face it, distance running, it's just time on legs, lots of running, lots and lots and lots of, um, and so just how we can, how we can change it up, and I, I started doing, one of the good ones I did was the, which I did for a long period of time anyway, it was a Sunday long run, um just used to happen i just sort of let it happen and i'd I'd be running like the last 45 minutes in 320s okay Um, and that was when i knew i was ready to rock and roll ramp it up Mm. yeah very good very good i've um
2: i've got another listener question from sean from Ranella actually so uh do you think you would have gone sub 210 with a set of carbon plates in your (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: with the shoes that they're looking to outlaw yeah well i've I've seen that that just recently about that actually yeah um Everyone's telling me, um, so, um, Matt Hudson, who I, who I work with and have trained for a little bit, he said, um, you should, you should get a pair, because you'll be able to run, run fast, and probably, mm. probably is a thing, but at the same time, it's like, we could go, Derek Clayton ran 208.36, mm. I think it was, yeah, um, what do you run in, a pair of Dunlop volleys? Volleys, yeah, yeah, Right. Um, so if he can run like you start to then say well what if he ran in that right so yes I could have but then this is the big argument that's come out and uh, the guy who originally came up with the breaking two concept um, was talking I saw an article talking about how he said um, it became too much about the the shoe too much about the technology Um, and and that's and so that's part of the reason why either he or they chose to disassociate him from it um, and I think there comes a point where you've gone too far with the technology it, uh, it's good to see it and don't get me wrong I, I you know Elliot he is a, awesome it's amazing regardless. yeah yeah his, his legs still had to carry him um, it reduced the fatigue right and and, and that's and it's helped him in that manner um, so he still had to do it but at the end of the day, you're seeing lots of people that are experiencing, and I even read a article. No, it was on. Uh, it came from Brett Lana, who I know um, that runs uh, Japan Running News. Um, they had their Hakone Ekiden. Nineteen of the twenty-one people on the first stage were running in the the vapor flies. Mm-hmm. I think they go well. The next four percent, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and um, they just smashed all kinds of records. Like four of the guys, four or six of the guys went under the the, the course records. Mm. One of the guys apparently ran twenty one point four k. He went through the half marathon split in fifty eight thirty five. Right. I think it, there's a bit of downhill to it, mm. right? But still, right. So now everyone's getting on board. And there was a girl. The girl who ran two fourteen. Mm. The night before, she wasn't going to wear them. Mm. She saw Elliot <laughs> run his, you know, one hundred and fifty line, like and went, "Yep, I'm going to wear them because a manager." And that, and that, and, they, and this is one of the things that's uh, that maybe people don't know as well is when you sign a contract. So all the Nike athletes, yeah. I mean, they know that you've got a choice, but in their contract, you have to wear the latest technology, mm-hmm. right? So even if they didn't want to wear them, they have to wear them, yeah. right? They're going to want to wear them because you don't want to give away to somebody else so it is an interesting um, scenario um, but yeah you, when, the way you look at it go all the way back you know but I like the Derek Clayton one you know he ran in done a lot of volleys right he can run 208 36 in a set of volleys you but
2: know at, at, at what point does a shoe become a spring Though, you know like when does is, when is it become an ergogenic aid?
3: Like the guys that bounce around with those big springs in Centennial Park I've seen. Well, <laughs> like, the, like
2: the, <laughs> the Blade Runner guys, you know. Ah, yeah. It's yeah. a carbon plate they're running on. It's...
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's, um... I mean, you have to look at it from... I guess it's it's easier for them to measure it on shoe technology. because mm. um, I, I liken it a little bit to... Um, when we talk about drugs in sport, there's so much money. Wherever there's money to be made, there's, there's money um, being invested to game the system. And so in drugs in sport, there's a lot of money being put into researching drugs and masking agents and things like that. And now it's more about your recovery versus your performance enhancing. The budget that's going toward being able to detect these things because they're also years behind you know what i mean so that's why they keep they're keeping them all and they're checking them later and so you know we might find out in 20 years time about yeah you know um and so um when you look at shoes they're able to get a little bit quicker because they can get their hands on it they can check it and they can do that but then they start having to they're very reactive in terms of what they can uh, apply and by then the ship sort of sailed, do you retrospectively fun. then go and disqualify and then, mm. yeah, so there is a, a there is a there is a point, mm. but you know, um, at the same time I mean look at um, everyone wore, used to wear splitties mm. when you do a marathon. Like woof. And and now What do you mean like you the sit. split shorts. Like yeah. what like do you a, mean you still uh, yeah, I still do. <laughs> the um, the the, uh, uh, I think it was there was Elliot uh, and then you saw Galen Rupp doing it they're wearing short tights they've got um, what's the tape K tape yeah like that the stretchy tape not yeah. the not the sticky tape yeah. running down the outside of their cars on their arms to mm. stop the wasted vibration mm. right is that illegal yeah right. you know what I mean it, it, there's such and, th- and this is the thing that we talk about there's a the, the the black area. There's the white area. Mm. Now the thing is, they're like ten percent at either end of the spectrum. There's an eighty percent gray area, mm-hmm. and if you play within that area,
0: yeah.
3: you're, fair, you're yeah. technically fine. Mm. So because you haven't crossed over into the bad area, so you definitely would have gone two oh eight then. oh you know, I probably would have broke two first. You know. <laughs> Now, look. one of the things people ask me, like, if I, I I never reached my full potential because I never wanted to be, um, when I finished my career, I didn't want to come out and be basically bottom of the line, trying to figure it out in the world and earn money and all that kind of stuff, right? So I kept working, right? And so I never worked full uh, ran full time, applied myself 100%, which I'm happy with, I'm fine with that. But what I think about is I have to have, have some talent somewhere, right? So I've got a little bit of talent. And I trained hard. Now, there has to be a lot more people out there that have got more talent than me, apply themselves a lot more than me. So then when I look at the times that are run in front of me, there's a lot of legitimate times. So, you know, um, right down to your 206, you know, maybe your 205s as well. There's a lot of legitimate times in there, right? When you see like, you know, a billion guys in one race run 205, yeah, okay. I put question marks over a number of them, but the evolution says we have to be able to get faster, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking at a lot of the like Brett Robinson and and, and um, Jack Rayner, you know, these guys. They're, they're running right around 211, 11, right? I think they can run faster. Um, Stewie McSwain is who I want to see. I'm afraid my Australian debut is going to go yeah to him um i think he'll run really quick on his first one um he's got the engine for it what he needs to do is not leave it too long that's my opinion before moving up but the problem is look how well he's going on the track um and so the natural evolution is people are going to get faster um would i run faster probably um but it's ultimately um i still would have been hindered by myself anyway Mm. and and how much i put into it as well Mm. Mate, I don't want to finish off on a
2: quote of yours and I want you to dispel it for me. It says, Funnily enough, these days I enjoy my work a lot more than I actually enjoy my running. And you, you can't look at me and tell me that's the truth, can you?
0: Yep.
3: <laughs> I can.
0: <laughs> Jeff, so, get out.
3: Ah. <laughs> uh, my, my, my I'm, I'm, I'm ultimately a geek. Right, I I started with computers when I was eight. Mm. I had to learn how to fix them at eight because Mum got sick of taking the computer to the repair guy and having to pay him. So she said, "You gotta start learning." So I've been tinkering with them for a long time, um, and it's um, I'm not killing myself as much, right? But then that was um, I, I really liked um, the outcome of my running. Mm. Um, and you know the, 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 the rewards in terms of team representation um, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, going through the motions, because I ran so hard so much, it was just like, you wake up, you run, you work, you run, you sleep. Mm. Like you watch, my old man said, well after you turn 21, your time will disappear really quickly. It's even worse, and that's all you do because you get up, run, sleep, you know, and, and it really, really just out. just disappear. Yeah. And and so, um, yeah, going and doing the the, the work and stuff. Um, yeah, just uh, again, go back to that different stimulus, yeah. right? It's just something else that's peaking and, and, and tweaking inside my brain. Yeah. Um, though, mind you, now I'm at the mo- at the moment. Well, not at the moment. Until a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, was, I, I, I changed a couple of months ago my role, which scaled back what I was doing in work. And so I've become more from a... I wasn't a global team leader, didn't have budgets and finance. I was an individual contributor. And um, I got to... I was starting to do a lot more cycling and exercise. And so then I was going to start dropping in more of my running. So then it was going to start... Yes, I enjoy... But uh, I start to enjoy them evenly. And I was starting to go, wow I'm
0: going to go to work tomorrow.
3: So I have started to slip back towards right, that. On, so it's getting back that way, um, <laughs> and so we'll see. You know, I, I it's just it's also you get paid for work to yeah. It it's brings do- brings the dollars in. Know, and that's the that's one of the things I, I couldn't fathom how these guys can
0: hmm.
3: run full time. Um, the the small percentage of my annual salary that are brought in, and I thought I'd do all right. Um, I don't know how they did it so but yeah I've got to stay fit I'm um, a little too vain to have to start buying bigger than size small Um, (laughs) and I actually haven't got them on today my DC Shuko shorts that are 12 years old that I bought in the boys section
1: nice I was going to say kids
3: sections you'll get some discounts (laughs) yeah I do half price (laughs) you guys should talk out for the show that's right sure (laughs) 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 Hey, there's discounts. I even got told something about my shoe size. They said you can you might be able to buy women's cycling shoes, and that's an even a bigger discount. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm a I'm a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thanks for your time. It's been a great
1: chat. Um, just to uh, to finish, we should remind our uh, listeners to head into Renala and mention Running Matters to get a 10 percent discount. Uh, Goo Energy, you can use Running Matters. Discount code to get a 15% discount, and same with Fractal running caps. And people should come in and visit you here, Hattie, Guy and the Allied Health. They should. And if, uh, yeah, get fixed up, eh? Yeah, that's
2: it. Get straightened out. Start the year well.
1: How long till the um, the chamber starts upstairs? Uh, base camp,
2: altitude. Mate, we're building on Friday. Got the Nord boys coming in and uh, swinging the sledgehammers, yep. getting the electrics happening. So it should be open February twenty twenty. Exciting. Yeah.
3: Very good. Will thanks. we see you. will we see you up there, Jeff? Is there a chance? Oh, gotta come and have a stint in there. Have to, no. I have to come and have a have a test out and see what it's like. I've oh. done the heat chambers before, they're not pleasant. But um, yeah, out the chambers. This will be even less pleasant. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I know. Hot and at high <laughs> <altitude>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that'll be interesting. Perfect.
1: Alright, thanks
3: guys. Thank you.